0: Meet Mr. Frisco, a realtor selling residential real estate in Frisco and far north Dallas. As a former professional athlete, track and field, and strength and conditioning coach, Mr. Frisco immigrated to the USA 20 years ago with $50 in his pocket, a suitcase, and zero English to pursue the American dream and build a successful real estate business. Hardworking, persistent, customer service and detail-oriented, Mr. Frisco strives to secure a smooth closing on his client's biggest investment, their home. He puts his experience and knowledge to serve his clients the best way possible. Building his business by referral allows him to maintain relationships with his clients and serve them even after the transaction is closed. This is Frisco Realty News with Mr. Frisco.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Mr. Frisco and this is my real estate show. Let's take a look on the Frisco housing market for the last month. The median uh, Frisco existing home price for the last 12 months has increased 24.9% reaching $699,500. The median price for June decreased 0.5% compared with May. The inventory on the market is 96.6% higher compared with the same time of the last year with 400 and nine houses for sale on the market. The inventory on the market increased 63% in June compared with May. The median existing home sales for the last 12 months is down 35.6% reaching 228 sold homes. The home sales for June decreased 10.2% compared with May. The median days on the market for the past 12 months is up a reaching seven days and the month supply on inventory on the market is 1.9 months, which is still strong seller's market. Okay, so today my guest is uh, Jaden uh, Jade England. Uh, she's an insurance broker, uh, insurance agent, broker. which exactly?
0: Yeah. Broker. Why are
1: you a broker, not agent?
0: Um, because I have access to a lot of different insurance companies. So captive agents typically just work with one insurance company. One insurance. Brokers work with a lot of different right. ones.
1: And your brokerage is Goosehead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, great. Uh, so how did you decide to start to, to get into the insurance business?
0: Yeah, um, it was kind of a wild ride. So I was looking at, I would graduated, I had a marketing business degree, really vague, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I just know I wanted to build a company and build a career and have the potential to be a business owner, um, financially, you know, set myself up for some long standing career. And actually a family friend of mine, Gladie, reached out to me when she knew I was looking and told me about she was with health insurance at the time, selling more so like voluntary benefits. So Aflac kind of stuff. Um, But she'd been doing it for 25 years and was killing it and had built a really impressive business just by selling voluntary benefits. And so a lot of that is because of the residual income. Um, So whereas most people make money off of just the one purchase with insurance, every time a policy renews, you make a little commission off of it. So you basically sit there and the larger your book, the more money you're making without having to put in much extra work. It's still hard work. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Gladie was telling me all this and I just really saw the longevity and the potential with it. So I started off with her doing health insurance um, with Colonial Life. Uh, did that for a couple of years, had my health and life license and then switched over to PNC. And I've been doing that as a broker for about three years now
1: so you were in the health insurance business yes so which one you like better and why did you decide to switch to the pnc
0: definitely um, love what i'm doing with goosehead now more Um, as a pnc which just stands for property and casualty as a broker doing that you just there's a lot more of a need for you in the market um i think my time with colonial was great it was good very humbling practice trying to tell people they need short-term disability and cold calling and all of that. It's very humbling and a good way to start your sales career, (laughs) but um, very difficult to build a book off of. And so a lot of times health insurance agents partner with PNC brokers, which is what I was doing those first couple of years. And I loved what they did. So I just decided to switch and get my PNC license as well and make that switch over to um, now with Goosehead.
1: So you need two different licenses for... PNC or the health insurance that you have to be licensed for each of them?
0: Yeah, they're both, it's, um, there's all sorts of different licenses depending on what part of the insurance industry you're in. So just to sell health and life, you have that license to sell PNC, which is like home auto residential type stuff. Um, that's a completely different PNC license.
1: Okay. Okay. So, um, why did you decide on goose hat and, um, there was something more about Goosehead.
0: Yeah, so like I said, I'd worked with a lot of different P&C brokers. And so as I'd mentioned before, just the options of that, instead of having just one company, the difference of having with Goosehead, it's 30, I think more so like 50 different insurance companies to work with. That's a big deal. And that's typically something that's really hard to do as a maybe an independent broker, just kind of starting your own shop. Um, but with Goosehead, who's a larger corporation, they're able to kind of ramp up that. Um, but what I really loved with the franchise I work for um, and getting introduced with to Brenda was their kind of model for it. Goosehead's really different from, I think, some of the other brokers and carriers we see on the market. Um, The whole reason they started it was because Mark Jones looked around at the insurance industry and realized that the system was kind of broken and wanted to fix that. Um, And so that really attracted me because I think that a lot of times when we think of insurance, we think of, what do you think of? Probably 1-800 numbers, uh, a policy number, hold times, it's not a pleasant experience. The bar is so low. And so with what Mark started at Goosehead and what kind of the model is with our agency is providing a lot more integrity and education and actually informing people and kind of customizing it and building a portfolio, much like a financial planner or someone else does. And I think that's something that's really missing from the insurance industry and something really different that Goosehead can provide.
1: Okay. All right. Um <clears throat> I hear a lot of people. You know, some people they, they say I, I don't need the insurance. You know, when you when you buy with a with a credit, you know, the the mortgage company and the bank is gonna ask you, you know, uh, to have an insurance. Mm-hmm. You cannot buy a house or a car without insurance. Uh, but a lot of people just um, I, I don't need it, and it's not gonna happen to me. Or so, uh, what would you advise that kind of people?
0: So I have seen this a lot recently. Um, Like we were talking about before, I think we started recording, was with cash buyers. I've seen this a lot. They buy the house cash. They don't Mm -hmm. have a mortgage. So they technically don't need insurance to close with title. Um, But just a lot of what I tell people is, you know, a lot of times what I'm insuring is the largest purchase you're going to make in your life. I mean, for most, what's the American dream? It's to own a home and have like 2.5 kids, right? And a dog. And so a home is typically the largest purchase. Well, what happens if that 1% scenario happens to your home? You're just going to be out hundreds of thousands of dollars. And a lot of times this is what I explain to my clients between the insurance that yeah, it might be a little bit cheaper and save you some money at your closing, but what you're risking versus a solid policy, which is what I typically write. Uh always write, you know. I'm just saying something with a lot more coverage but maybe the premiums couple hundred dollars more expensive is that you're risking paying tens of thousands of dollars out of your pocket versus having the insurance policy do what it's supposed to and you're paying what a couple extra dollars a month for hundreds of dollars more in coverage so it's protecting the largest investment I think it's something people think of as a headache instead of as protection and um, I think when I finally get to talk to my clients and educate them a little they see that difference a little bit better
1: yeah um uh, this is uh, this is the right word educate them a little because uh, a lot of people they uh if you ask the people the general opinion about the insurance companies that's not very pleasant no uh, for some <laughs> for some reason believe it or not <laughs> but uh, uh it, i think that's a that's a matter of education a lot of times, people don't realize. I believe that uh, they say, "Hey, uh, they don't cover that, or they don't cover that." Uh, so, um, what would you say about about this? Um, when when somebody buys something, what would be the coverage versus premium? Because a lot of people they say, ah, "That's cheaper, you know. I'm going to get it." Why? Uh, why the cheaper? Uh, What exactly the insurance covers, uh, the premium covers, uh, uh, like for more money? And is there anything that insurance doesn't cover at all, let's say?
0: Yeah, so um, I can answer this a couple different ways on the home and for auto insurance too briefly. But kind of tying in what I mentioned before, if you've got a cheap premium policy, it's, you know, Texas is a great example for kind of what the difference is in coverage and what can be excluded. But on a homeowner's, um, a lot of times your cheaper policies are going to be ACV, which means actual cash value. So that means that everything is depreciated. So say you've got a $200,000 house, total loss because of a fire, Um, they won't actually give you a check for $200,000 to rebuild that home. They're going to say, well, you've owned the home for five years. It was, you know, a 2015 build, Whenever you got it. Um, we're actually going to give you $170,000 to rebuild your home. Well, it doesn't cost $170,000 to rebuild your home. It costs two hundred, So you've got to pay $200,000 um, to get that home rebuilt, which means you've got, what, $30,000 plus your deductible coming out of your pocket. Um the policies, a good policy should be at full replacement cost um, for the home, for your contents inside the home, and for the roof. I think that's a big one in Texas that gets missed sometimes because, you know, in Dallas, we get all sorts of hailstorms and crazy mother nature situations. Um, You don't have replacement cost on a roof. um, You're going to pay, I would say, anywhere between five and upwards of $10,000, $20,000 out of your pocket. Basically, the whole roof um, is what you're risking on the cheaper policies. Um, and the difference is typically anywhere between $200,000 to $1,000 in premium. So if you want to break that down, you're paying, what, one, $200 more a month, but you're getting thousands of dollars more in coverage. Um, so that's kind of a big difference between your cheap policy and then paying a little bit more premium. Um, another one is water coverage make sure I go through this with my clients especially if they've got a million quotes thrown at them and they don't know which one to pick and they're like I'll be honest I've got one over here that's a little bit cheaper I think I'm going to go with it and I always tell them even if you do go with them if it's got a one percent deductible and it's got um, all the water coverage you need um, then absolutely go for it you don't have to you know take the policy but let's make sure it's got that before you pick one Um, and when I say water coverage I'm talking about pipes busting going through a slab to have to fix a water leak underneath it. Um, The tiny leaks in your wall that you don't notice for a month or two, that one gets left off of a lot of home insurance policies. So those are the coverages I'm kind of going through with the client, making sure if we can, if it financially works, let's add this onto your policy because those claims are a headache. And the last thing we want is for you to have to pay for a water restoration company and to redo the walls and do mold remediation and all of these things. It's a huge headache and it can get really costly, really fast.
1: Yeah. I I know about that. <laughs> yeah. You know about that.
0: <laughs>
1: I know about that. Uh, yeah. Why, why people do think people um, need to have an agent, uh, insurance agent or broker? Uh, because I know a lot of clients or, you know, uh, or to France, they say, oh, I'm, I'm going to shop online, you know, just go to the 800 number. And um, what would you advise them?
0: Um, I would say it's the same reason you work with a lot of different experts. Why do you go to a doctor instead of going on WebMD? Why do you use a realtor instead of going on Zillow yourself? Um, it's because a lot of times it really does pay to work with an expert. Um, and not to be boisterous or anything here, but you know, I put a lot of time and effort into learning all the different things about these insurance companies, knowing the ins and outs, knowing what they want, what they don't want for underwriting reasons. Um, so it's working with an expert who still has your best intention in mind, but also knows what's gonna save you the headache, save you a lot of money in the process as well. Um so I, I think that's it. It's just really just Makes working. Sense. Yeah, working <laughs> with an expert. And I'll say with Goosehead too, um, another great thing about them is that they also have a lot of relationships with insurance companies that smaller brokers or carriers don't have. So right now in Texas, their kind of insurance is tightening up on premiums. Um, I'm sure everyone's gotten a big renewal letter in their mailbox (laughs) recently on their home or their cars. And so Goosehead actually has relationships with these insurance companies. And sometimes we can write with companies that other agents can't. Um, And so that's a really big advantage too, is because we're such a large corporation, we write a lot of business with these companies and we're willing to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Um, A lot of more insurance companies are willing to work with us that they're not willing to work with some smaller brokers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually, you partially answered uh, my next question, but uh, a lot of people, they see a lot of uh, uh, increase. Uh, I mean, my clients of mine, friends, they see a huge increase in their premium this year, Mm -hmm. including me. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a huge increase. Um, uh, uh, Some of them, they even see that their deductible is going up. So... um, Why is that?
0: I think the same reason everything's going up right now. Um, Inflation, the market, um, with Texas specifically, I usually tell my clients, hang in there. Um, Insurance is heading into, for Texas, what's called a hard market, um, which means for probably the next year, year and a half, um, insurance companies are going to be really strict about what they accept and what they don't accept. Um, A lot of that factors in because of how lenient they were during COVID, they give big Price in decreases. So people were paying low amounts of money. And then we had the snowstorm and we had some hailstorms come through. And insurance companies on their scale ended up losing a lot of money out of their pockets that they weren't planning on losing. And so premiums have to get raised. And I, I think it's a little messed up. You know, I hate it when someone calls me and says their policy went up $1,000 and I'm reshopping it to find them a better deal. But that's a big reason. And then DFW specifically. We're seeing those deductibles change for the same reason. They don't want to pay as much money out of their pockets to pay out for the claim. They don't want to pay $20,000 to replace a roof. They'd rather you pay a $5,000 deductible instead of your $2,500 one. So they're only having to pocket or pay for, you know, $10,000 of those repairs. Um, so those are kind of some of the big things, but it does always have an ebb and a flow. Insurance always has a cycle to it. We'll see carriers ramp up prices and premiums and renewals and everyone will panic and be like, Oh my gosh. And then that's where I step in. I help them switch to a carrier that's giving some better rates and we'll stick there for about a year or two and then it'll change. And the carriers that had high premiums are ready to take people in now. And so they'll lower their prices so we can switch it and do it all over. So I think that's another reason working with a broker is good because we kind of help you play that game of moving from company to company and making sure that you're constantly getting the best price on the market.
1: All right, so there's hope. It's a sign. Yes, there, okay, there's so light at there the end of
0: the tunnel. Trust me, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting all the angry phone calls right now. Uh, not always, but you know, I'm getting the people being like, "What the heck? My policy has gone up a thousand dollars a year. What is this?" And like, personally, I'm not doing this to you. <laughs> I had an increase in my renewals too. So, um, but the good thing is, there's almost always an option. Discounts we can add, um, bundling options we can do. There's a lot of other things that we can do to try and get that premium a little bit lower.
1: You sound, the, the insurance agents sound like, a, like us realtors, uh, whoever make a mistake, uh, doesn't matter if the mortgage company or title company or insurance agent, anybody in the chain of the transaction, actually the first hit comes to us. Why is that happening? Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I can't yeah, tell you why. yeah, for impact a little <laughs> bit, right? <laughs> I'm not the one that did it, yeah. <laughs> so
0: I think a lot of times as an insurance broker, it's just a part of having a career in this field, is they think that I'm I am the insurance company and I'm <laughs> yeah. doing this personally to them. And I'm like, No, I'm more so an advocate. I'm here to help you and guide you and be an expert but i'm not the one making the prices the way they are i'm just you don't set you. the price <laughs> yeah i don't set the price i just help you find the best price
1: <laughs> yeah so actually you actually almost uh, answered my other question I mean, I'm, Why? On ball. I'm
0: one step ahead yeah of you but
1: or... no i mean that's no they're, oh, they're, <laughs> they're connected you know yeah. that's that's fine uh, but, um, but my pro, uh, my my question is uh why broker versus um, what's the difference between broker and uh, uh, insurance company mm-hmm. and um, uh, how do you get paid by the way because I have clients that they say uh, you don't have to say it you know but ah, uh, that's a broker and they just uh, put their fee on top of the price so how does it work with you
0: so the biggest thing is so with Uh, I'm as a broker, I just have access to a lot of different insurance companies. Doesn't mean I work for any of them specifically. Um, So a good insurance broker won't listen to sometimes insurance companies will give you like cutbacks like, hey, if you do it at home with us, we'll give you this, you know, little rinky dink like gift card or something. I really don't see the potential (laughs) or like, you know, the longevity of doing anything like that. So um, they do little kickbacks and stuff like that. I don't really participate in them. Um, But being a broker, you just basically have access to a lot of different insurance companies versus like a State Farm insurance agent having access to just State Farm. If State Farm's expensive, that's it. Um, I've got access to, you know, Progressive, Nationwide, Allstate, Liberty Mutual, so a lot of household brands, and then some smaller but standard, still A-rated companies. So I can just kind of shop around with all of them. And sometimes insurance portfolios people have are like a puzzle you've got to put the home with progressive and you've got to put the autos with mercury and you've got to put the landlord policy over here and kind of make it all fit together to where overall the portfolio is the most cost effective it can be Um, insurance companies themselves are just going to have what their goal is either we want people with really great credit scores and just normal single family homes out in dfw or we want to ensure the lower um maybe like higher credit score, the hail damage is pretty bad, like, but we'll insure it. The premiums just might be a little bit higher. So that's kind of the difference, if that makes any sense, um, yeah. of the difference between a broker and a carrier. Payment-wise, everything is commissioned, just like it is with a realtor or a loan officer and stuff, just based off of that premium. Um, the carrier sets what that percentage is going to be. I don't get to say so. So if I write with progressive, it might be like, uh, a 10% premium, uh, or commission off of that premium. If I work with, you know, travelers, it might be 15% premium off of that or commission off of that premium. And so on top of that, I do typically have most brokers are going to have some sort of agency fee. Um, it's nothing crazy. I've seen some really bad ones. So I, I don't, I won't say the name of the carrier, but I've seen some on auto policies where it's like, Oh, we gave you an ID card. Here's a $59 fee because we gave you that ID card. Oh, Mm -hmm. we got you a declaration page. So here's a $29 agency fee because we got you that tech page. We don't do anything like that. Um, It's just a one time, non recurring fee that's really flexible. I work with a lot of people. It's not always like do or die. It's, you know, I'm sure like you've done as a realtor and stuff before, you Mm -hmm. can kind of set and add some wiggle room there. So I definitely have that with my agency fee too, but it's just there for my service. Um, and it's another way. Um, it's one time non-recurring. So it's not like you get charged that every year at renewal or anything like that. It's just for initially starting the service.
1: So what's your goal in the insurance? What What would you uh, would like to achieve in this business?
0: Um, I think besides longevity, I think in insurance, it's a gut check. I think like realtors too, it's a gut check those first couple of years. So a lot of them drop out in the very beginning. Um, My goals are partnered with the franchise I'm with now, Brenda Carmona's agency. Um, We've got a really big team we'd like to build right now. It's just five of us. We'd like to see that grow closer to 15 or 20, I think. Um, and so I'd really like to see that grow and then maybe even step out and own my own agency someday.
1: All right. Well, you're on a, on a way to do it. Yeah, uh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and if somebody wants to reach uh, out to you and um, use your service, how, how can they reach you?
0: Uh, so many different ways. Um, so I guess, can I just plug my Phone number and stuff here. Okay, so I'll just plug. So my direct line is 469-613-2111. And you can always email me at Jaden.england at goosehead.com. Um, I've got an Instagram at JB England96, and you can find me on Facebook too. Um, and I guess we could post it in the notes or something. I also have a digital agent link, which we didn't get to go into, but goosehead's got a lot of technology innovation. Um, that they are constantly trying to make it easier for the client to start the conversation. Um, Most buyers we've noticed want instant stuff. So, you know, they can start the process on their phone, but they can still talk to me to kind of review coverages, educate them, and finalize the process. So um, I'll give you the digital agent link as well. So if you click that and you're wanting to shop quotes, you can plug in all the info about your home or your cars and get the rater to start to work and show you the best pricing. And then um, it'll notify me to call you. And then we kind of finish out that process.
1: Wonderful. So mm-hmm. if you want great insurance, just contact Jaden.
0: Yes, thank you for having me.
1: Okay. Thanks, Jaden. Thank Thanks you. for coming. And now a great news. Do you know that um, Frisco increases the Homestead exemption? A recent article again proves it's a great time to buy a home in Frisco, as shown in the article by Community Impact. Frisco City Council approves homestead exemption increase property tax freeze for elderly and disabled residents. Who doesn't love a hearty tax break? The Frisco City Council approved an exemption increase in ad valorem property taxes for residents with the city at its June 21st meeting. The change raises the home taxes exemption from 10% to 12.5%. They also approved freezing property taxes on the elderly and disabled. Both changes will be effective on the January 1, 2022 violations and affect taxes for the 2023 fiscal year according to the city documents. The freeze for homeowners who are, who are elderly and disabled will be in effect until an amendment to the Texas Constitution changes it per city documents. According to the Deputy Mayor Pro Team Angela Pelham, we want people to come to free school to live and to work and to play, but we want to come to free school to retire, certainly. A welcome changes as more children of elderly parents contributes financially to parents who would otherwise be priced out of their homes. The article concludes, Frisco first adopted a homestead exemption which lowers the property value used to calculate property taxes owed in June 2017, according to the city document, and it started at 7.5% and increased to in 2018. City staff evaluates the percentage each year in an effort to maintain both the Homestead and elderly and disabled exemption at approximately 33% of the median assessed home value. City documents state. As Mayor Jeff Cheney, the Homestead exemption is a personal passion of mine. It's our goal to get this to 20% and we are going to keep pushing every single year and stressing the budget every single year to see how fast we can get it. Now is the perfect time to call Globus Realty, AKA Mr. Frisco to find your forever home. Don't miss your chance to live in Frisco.